Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away. Because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation decks. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So we are not doing a meditation today. This is a freeform episode where we're going to be exploring five meditation practices for fall. I very much love fall. I think I think you guys know that about me. Um, I am very much like one foot in the, you know, meditation woo-woo space and then one foot in um, basic Midwestern mom space. And I straddle this line between having these two loves of my life, these two different parts of me. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. Um, but, you know, the the basic Midwestern mom part of me can't help but just get a little goo goo gaga for fall. So what we're going to be exploring today are five meditation practices that are really not only inspired by this time of year, but that you can use when working with like this time of year, when you're working with the energy of fall and things that may be potentially coming up for you. So of course you guys know um, New Year's Eve retreat in Iceland that is almost sold out. I think there's like two spots left. So if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about doing it, go do it. It's going to be epic. It's going to be so good. Um, And then I will be doing one more retreat this year. And all I'll say is that if, well, not this year, next year, 2023, all I'll say is that if you have been waiting for a warm destination, I would get on that retreat wait list and I would do it uh, very quickly (laughs) because I'm going to be sending out an invite to the wait list, like probably tomorrow morning. So if you're listening when this episode is released on Friday, I would get on that wait list. I'll put a link in the show notes. So 
that's it. I would love to see you in either Iceland or the mysterious undisclosed uh, warm location later in 2023. And then that's for, for international retreats. That will be it. That's it for the year. Just the two. All right, let's dive in. So the episode that released, the meditation that released just a few days ago, that was a meditation for the fall equinox. So equinox itself is a Latin word meaning equal night. So really it's all about honoring that space of like equal night and day, right? Or the balance between these two energies, the sun energy and the moon energy, the day and the night, the light and the dark. And we have these two different energies within us. Oh, maybe that... Maybe that is why I am a part basic Midwestern mom and part like true self-spiritual seeker meditation teacher. Maybe it's my light side and my dark side. I don't know. But then which one's – well, I know which one's the dark side. It's basic, basically the, it's, it's the Midwestern mom. But anyways, neither here nor there. So we have these two different energies within us. And so an equinox just means like the time of balance between – the two. So summer is obviously the time of light and then winter being the time of dark. But then we have these in-between times being fall and being spring. So fall is not only a lovely time of year because all of the fall festivities, but it's also the time of year for releasing and letting go and creating space for what is eventually coming ahead. It is also the harvest season. So enjoying the fruits of our labor, enjoying our abundance. And it's also this time of transition and a time of embracing change because we're shifting from the time of the light or summer into the time of dark or winter. Now, I personally really love the seasons and what the four seasons represent. Um, so we have death, rebirth, growth, and harvest. Death being winter, rebirth being spring, growth being summer, and harvest being fall. So we're in the time of harvest, but we live in these four different cycles of season, but also kind of these, you know, four different cycles of life. And each one serves its own purpose. And I think it's really important to honor each one of the seasons. So the time of the harvest is when you really get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's a time of really letting go and making space for the new. So the way that I like to describe that or the way I think about it in my own mind is thinking about trees and how the trees lose their leaves. They're releasing, they're making room, they're getting rid of the old before the time of deep rest, which is winter, and ultimately creating that space so that then it can rest and then have a rebirth in spring. So in a way, we're almost like kicking off a new life cycle by shedding the previous cycle, preparing for rest before we begin, and then this rebirth and this new. And in this harvest time, we get to enjoy the fruits of last season or the time of summer, right? The the bounty, the abundance. And this is also a time that's all about letting go and finding balance and easing through change and navigating transitions between the time of light and dark. Spring is also going to be one of those transitional times, but this time we're moving from the time of dark into the time of light. And energetically speaking, I'm sure I personally don't know that much about like 
astrology and all of that. Um, if you are an astrology lover, I highly recommend Ashley Sondergaard of the Yoga Magic Podcast. She's so good at just astrology and I'll like text her and I'll be like, why do I feel like cleaning out my closet today? I have I woke up this morning with an urge to organize and she's like, oh girl, it's because it's Virgo season and you're moon. She like knows my birth chart. She's like, your moon and this is approaching on that. And if you are an astrology lover, go check Ashley out. She is so good. But just anecdotally speaking, I sometimes can feel a little bit of a kind of an antsiness or a restlessness in these times of transition. For me, summer and winter or the time of really growing and living and then the time of resting and, you know, we call it the time of death, which can sound a little bit dark, but it's really just kind of like that hibernation period. It's almost easier for me to fully embrace those times where it's like, well, yeah, it's winter. It's time for resting. It's time for introspection. It's time for kind of internal healing and turning inward and that time of like, you know, healing under the darkness. And then on the flip side with summer, it's... You know, I can kind of feel that like light energy. It's very easy for me to embody those in a way. But sometimes in these two transitional seasons, I can find myself getting a little bit antsy or a little bit restless or feeling a little bit like, what am I supposed to be doing here? And the more that I think about it, it's really because fall itself and spring in a way is all about changing and transition. Again, you think about the trees, you think about the leaves. They don't just fall, they change first and then they fall. And we very much are living in that time right now in the season of fall. It's a wonderful, beautiful time to embrace change and to shed and release and let go. So then we're creating space for something new, not immediately down the line, but then after our time of rest and when we ultimately experience a rebirth, a new beginning in spring. So, of course, you know, I love this time of year, but there's also certain meditation practices that I really like to focus on during this time of fall, during this time of change and transition and abundance. And it's one that I recommend my students do the ones that I work with individually or in small groups. Uh, this these particular practices come up a lot during this time of spring. Also in my uh, my group work too. I was really lucky, and this week I got to do a, a sound bath and guided meditation class here in the Twin Cities, and it was one. It was on Wednesday, so the day before the equinox. But we really worked with this idea of embracing change and navigating change and setting intention for this new season of life. And anytime there's a big season change, I really like to harness that energy and use those themes in my meditation practice and use those themes for the practices that I'm leading for students as well, because we already have these ideas and these themes in our minds. And I think that it's kind of easy and effortless in a way to embody what it is that's around us and to take inspiration from our environment in our meditation practice. So these are the five practices that I think are particularly useful during this time of fall. So the first one I'm calling reflecting and releasing. So reflecting and releasing, I think this is the best place to start because the rest of the meditation practices, really any meditation practice you're going to get so much more out of it after you've done some reflecting and some releasing. I think about this as, you know, stepping away, being the observer, taking inventory of what's happening around you and within you, 
you know, reflecting, looking at what's going on and then releasing what isn't necessary. So you could think about this as, you know, deep cleaning something in a way. You're maybe you're car or, you know, an engine or whatever it is, right? You need to do some reflection and some releasing. And then once you've kind of created that space and let go of some of the unnecessary things in your life, you then can dig a little bit deeper and maybe get even further with your meditation practice. So although we are often forced to let go and release changes, letting go, those aren't always things that we do willingly or that we're choosing to do. Sometimes life will plop something right in our lap and say, oh, look, it's you're going to have to let this one go, I guess. But this time of fall can be a wonderful time to intentionally release. But in order to release, you need awareness for this. And just like the trees lose their leaves and release the past for healing and rest during winter, and then hopefully a bigger, stronger, larger cycle coming up with that rebirth of spring, you have to release too. The trees wouldn't be as healthy if they didn't shed the old. They didn't take time for rest, which I kind of want to make this almost like a you know, each do one of these freeform episodes for all of the upcoming seasons. Winter is actually, energetically speaking, one of my favorite because it's a time of rest and relaxation. But we'll get there when that time when that time rolls around in a few months. But in order to use meditation to do this reflecting and releasing, I like to practice quiet contemplation. So I begin just by, you know, getting comfortable, closing the eyes. And a big piece here with reflection and contemplation is we have to do our best to not have a lot of judgment around it. So when we're reflecting, when we're just contemplating things, when we're taking inventory, we want to do our best just to look at what's happening and not assign meaning or be hard on ourselves or judge ourselves with whatever we see when we're reflecting or contemplating. So I like to practice quiet contemplation by just taking a few deep breaths, you know, closing my eyes, turning inward, and then asking myself, just contemplating or reflecting on What am I ready to release or what do I need to release? And sometimes you'll get two very different answers. There may be some things that we need to release, but we may not quite be ready to do that. Or we may feel like we're ready. You know, there's some things that'll pop up and be like, oh, I'm ready to release that. Then there's some other things that we may not quite be ready yet. So I like to do some reflection and contemplating on what am I ready to release and what do I need to release? Then once I have something in my mind, and you'll just want to do one at a time here, I will then visualize how this thing should be released. So I'll think about, okay, I'm ready to let go of um, a relationship that's in the past. And I'll just ask myself, and don't overthink it, how should I release that? For me, a lot of times that comes up as feeling like there's a cord or something, like some kind of a tether still attached to that person. So I'll identify where in my body I feel like I have that cord or that tether. And then I'll visualize like this big pair of golden scissors um, cutting that cord and releasing and letting go. And don't overthink, you know, overthinking, it'll just get in the way here. And then as I sit and I'm quiet and I'm breathing after I'm contemplating and I ask myself, well, how should I release this? Then I just visualize that release happening. And for me, that is one of the 
most useful and powerful meditations when working on letting go of something specific is coupling reflection and quiet contemplation with the actual releasing. So trying to get some some truth, some honesty, some clarity around what it is that we're releasing, where we're holding on to it, maybe why we want to release it, and then visualizing that release. This is something that I find comes up a lot when I work with one-on-one students or when I do group work and I'm chatting before or after class. A lot of the time in fall, we kind of feel this urge to, you know, kind of shake it up, do something new, maybe let go of the past or the old. And this is how you can do it with meditation. The second practice is gratitude and abundance. So these are two themes that come up a lot. Um, They come a lot around this time of year. I didn't finish (laughs) my thought there. But gratitude, I know that it may seem cheesy around this time of year, but it shouldn't. We should be making gratitude a daily practice. But since we're hearing more messages and themes of gratitude right now during this time of year, work with that. Lean into that energy. And what a better way to be grateful and also honor the abundance that's around you than practicing both gratitude and abundance together. So abundance comes in so many forms. I think we often think of abundance in a particular way, maybe whether it's, you know, financial abundance or abundance of a certain thing or a good. You can also have an abundance of love in your heart. You can have an abundance of opportunities around you. You can have an abundance of change. Um, That's something that I've really been navigating is actually having a lot of an abundance of um, like open doors in a way and trying to decide which ones are the right ones to step through. And also just a lot of change like in my personal life um, and within my family life as well. So having an abundance of change is what's happening for me. And a lot of times when you think about abundance as you you can have an abundance of anything, you can get this sort of push-pull of, well, do I want an abundance of this or do I not want an abundance of this? And I think sometimes it's looking for where is the learning, where is the blessing, where is the opportunity within this abundance? Even if maybe you're having an abundance of, um, you know, for me, although initially when I say there's an abundance of doors opening, that sounds very positive and like, oh, there's all this opportunity. And there is, but also it's forcing me to have a lot of clarity on where I want to focus my energy, what doors I want to step through, and also where I need to pull back. And I'm having to recognize in myself that every open door, every opportunity, every you know thing that seems to appear, even if they pop up in my life, they may not all be for me or they may not all be for me right now. And that's something that a conclusion I've come to through my own quiet contemplation. But thinking about abundance and practicing gratitude. And this for me is looking like having gratitude for the fact that I have this abundance of opportunity, but then I'm also having the opportunity to learn that I need to pull back sometimes and that not every open door is open because I should be walking through it. So really coupling this idea of gratitude and abundance together, I think, is a really beautiful and powerful practice at this time of year. And if you're hearing lots of themes of gratitude or bounty or harvest or abundance, like lean into that. Let that inspire your meditation practice. So what the practice would look like here with these two themes, I really like to encourage students to work with mantra. I like to do this as well. 
So crafting mantras around gratitude and abundance, that could be something like, I honor the abundance around me, or I welcome abundance into my life, or every day I wake up with gratitude. And crafting some positive mantras around these two themes of gratitude and abundance can be a really powerful practice this time of year. If you like to work with mala, um, or like a, a mala strand, you can maybe say there's 108 beads on one of those mala strands. You could repeat your mantra 108 times if you'd like, or you can name 108 things that you're grat- or that you're grateful for, or different things where there's abundance showing up in your life. But I find these two themes can be really powerful to explore in meditation, particularly through mantra. And of course, I think quiet contemplation and reflection, I do think that's good for any theme and any meditation practice because all we're really trying to do with meditation is, yes, practice single point of concentration, but also become an observer of what's happening around us and within us. And that, you know, in essence is quiet contemplation and reflection. So the third theme and practice that I really like to explore and that I explore with my students around this time of year is embracing change. So we'll be back in just a second, but now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. So I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes situations in my life would go differently with a different mindset. I sometimes can find myself getting stuck thinking the same things or just mentally kind of stuck in this loop and I have a hard time finding a solution to certain problems or challenges that I'm having in my life. But that is where therapy comes in. And you all know that I, well, I don't know if I love therapy. It is, therapy is great and it's so helpful, even if it's challenging and helps to kind of just work through some of those problems, uncover some of those shadows. And it's something that I feel like is so essential to my life and having an objective perspective from a therapist to look at what's happening in my life when I feel like I'm stuck and I'm in this, you know, loop of thinking the same thing or doing the same thing. I find it so helpful to get an objective perspective from a therapist. And that is where BetterHelp comes in. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's so convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. And you'll get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. I also found like scheduling to be super easy. The whole interface I have found to be incredibly just user-friendly and really easy, which easy is great. And when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Just visit betterhelp.com slash minutes today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash minutes. So we are going to talk about trees again. And Like I said, I was doing a sound bath earlier this week, and the meditation that I did was a guided visualization where we really harnessed the energy of trees and planting a seed, growing a new tree with filled with intention. And trees really embody this idea of change for me, especially during the time of fall. And the thing that really inspires me about trees around this time of year is that they don't fight the cycles. It's just a natural process. They get their signals from the environment around them. So the air starts cooling down. It's time to, you know, change leaves. It signals, okay, it's time we're transitioning into the next season. They're not attached to whatever stage they're in, but they just kind of move with the natural cycle of life. And they're like, okay, it's time to let go. So then I let go. Okay, it's time to rest. In winter, I rest. Oh, I'm going to start over again. Now it's springtime. And there's something, at least for me, that's so inspiring about 
just this natural cycle that trees go through every year and that they need to have these cycles to grow and to become strong. I also become really inspired by the fact that, well, all plants, anything with roots, that they need wind and they need resistance and challenge in order to grow bigger and stronger and become more resilient. So they need that resistance. They need that struggle. They need that challenge in order to strengthen the roots so they grow deeper and wider and to also become more resilient. And that inspires me a lot when I am navigating change, particularly change that feels like a challenge or a struggle or wind or a storm. I remember that Often those things are what end up making us stronger, more resilient, and have deeper roots in the end. So I like to pull that theme into my own practice, into my own life, into my own heart during those times of challenging change. Not all change is challenging, but when it is in particular, I really like to you know, rely on sort of the teachings from the trees, which maybe sounds a little bit out there, but you know, whatever out there's fun sometimes. So the meditation practice here would be a walking meditation outside of nature if you can with the trees. Maybe where you are the you know trees are losing their leaves and really getting out with the trees and going outside and just taking like slow intentional grounding steps and just being present with the trees and you can even like whole energy and inspiration from the environment around you and the time of change that's being reflected on the plants and on the earth at this time of year and connecting with that energy through a walking meditation and slow intentional steps. Um, If you want, you could be barefoot, but it may be a little bit chilly and really focusing on where your feet are meeting the earth as you do this walking meditation. You could also switch it up a little bit, work with the mantra as you're walking. So maybe when the left foot goes down, you say, I navigate change. And when the right foot goes down, you say with ease. So you're walking, I navigate change with ease. I navigate change with ease. You could do that if you want, if you know you're feeling like you want to add a mantra to your walking meditation. The fourth theme slash practice is clearing out space in mind, heart, and even your home. So the season of fall, like I said, it's all about releasing and making room for the eventual new that will come with time. I think it's so important to honor this time of just making space, knowing that it will be filled at some point, but it doesn't need to be filled immediately. So around this time of year, I do get this urge to organize, to kind of, you know, get rid of some of the clutter and yeah, just just that, to like get rid of some of the, the junk and the clutter. And I have to resist the urge sometimes to not immediately fill that space I created with something new and to know that when the time comes, that space will be filled with whatever it is that it needs to be filled with, but to honor the time of releasing and clearing out space in my home. But also I like to do this in my heart and for my mind and my thoughts as well. And taking inventory of where is, you know, excess showing up in my life? Where's clutter and noise and junk showing up in my life? Is it in my home and so I want to organize? Maybe. Is it in my thoughts? Is it emotionally? Is it in my heart? And again, doing this reflection, this quiet contemplation, 
and then really thinking about where you can create space in your life. So the practice here would be some kind of mindful writing, maybe journaling, um, or even some intentional sort of decluttering. So whether that's actually like organizing and decluttering your space, or you can quiet your mind, close your eyes and do an inventory of your thoughts and maybe clear out some of the thoughts that are no longer serving you. But meditating and working with this theme of clearing out space, not to immediately fill it with something new, but just to make space. And that's it. Um, The fifth and final theme and practice that I like to work with around this time of year is working with energy, whether it's energy clearing or building or protection. And this does lend itself well to kind of the spooky season that can be around us. And although you absolutely can use meditation for spiritual protection, um, and that is a whole, you know, rabbit hole that you could dive down into if you want, I'm not going to go there. I don't care to go there right now. Um, That's just... Yeah, we're just not going to explore that here. But during fall energy, you have you can have a tendency to kind of just be more in tune with like your energy. And even if it's just kind of the themes of like spooky season and this and that, like you can be a little bit more in tune with your energy bubble around you or your energetic body. And I like to lean into these themes and these nudges to explore this during the season of fall. So my friend Cassie Ewell, who you've heard on this podcast before, she has a wonderful book on auras. If you're particularly curious about that topic, I will try my best to remember to link it in the show notes. I highly recommend her book. I really like all of her books, but the aura one I really is like one of my favorites. But what you would do here If you want to work with energy, whether it be clearing energy or protection energy or just tapping into your energy, is you would become still, maybe close your eyes, turn inward, and you then will just first connect with your energy and do a little bit of inventory, like energetically, how am I feeling? Or, you know, what does my energy feel like or what's going on with it? Like just tuning in to this space. Then if you want to um, strengthen your energy, what you would do is you would then visualize kind of this bubble of energy around you growing bigger and stronger, more vibrant. Maybe you give it a color. You also could, um, if you feel like you need a little bit of energy clearing, that's something that I I just was feeling really kind of sluggish and like stuck and very kind of like I was having a hard time uh, switching gears. And it felt very like energetic to me. So just visualizing my energy field kind of being cleared. And that could be like, you could imagine it's like getting washed or it could be a light that's shining on your energy, getting rid of any gunk. You could even like comb through it, whatever intuitively feels good to you. But meditating on your energy, you know, letting it be cleared, letting it be strong, letting it be vibrant. And if you want to work specifically with protection, Um, and strengthening, then when you think about this bubble, you'll see usually a white or gold light surrounding you. I kind of think of it as like Lady Gaga and her egg um, having this like, you know, this little protective like egg and shell around you. It can be any color you want. I would say the most common colors that come up are white and gold in particular. And just seeing it around you, knowing that it's just a protective sort of energy 
all around you. And you can do this anytime, not just during fall. I'll say that this theme comes up a lot in fall, but regular energetic maintenance is a wonderful practice to maintain no matter what season it is. Or if you're ever feeling kind of off and you feel like your energy is a little off, maybe do a meditation just like I described where you visualize your energy and trying to kind of clear it and strengthen it and let it be really big and healthy and robust. So those are my five favorite meditation practices and meditation themes for fall. Um, The question of the day comes from the beautiful Ariana. She sent me a DM on Instagram and wanted to know what my skincare routine is. And I'm actually, I'm having a lot of fun with these questions that you guys are asking me because I feel like sometimes it's nice to like get to know one another outside of just meditation. And I, I have gotten like a little bit into skin, not like super into skincare, but a little bit enough um, to like do a little bit of research. And when I was at the dermatologist for something, I was like, okay, you've got to tell me like what, you know, what is, what am I supposed to be doing here? Just because, you know, I just, yeah, just because I want to take care of my skin. Um, I like to use vitamin C and hyaluronic acid in the morning. And then in the evenings, I've really been focusing on protecting my skin barriers. So sometimes I'll do a retinol, um, but not too often. And then I just do a lot of like just really kind of soothing things in the evening, like more hyaluronic acid or um, and then using like a moisturizer. That's really good for like the skin barrier and ceramides, which I learned, you know, what they were. So that's my skincare routine. It's very easy. It's very simple. It's very, very low maintenance. Uh, and that's what works for me. And then the thing that is bringing me joy right now is I tried cupping for the first time. I have never done it. I, I started doing acupuncture again. That's actually part of, you know, I was feeling my energy was very stuck. So I did get some acupuncture too to help kind of with just to get the energy moving and to kind of get out of a little bit of a rut. And the new acupuncturist that I'm seeing also did some cupping and I really liked it. It just, it brought me a lot of joy. I was like, I feel kind of great after this like acupuncture and cupping session. So if you haven't tried it, I recommend doing it. Acupuncture I've loved. I've done it for years on and off. It's really delightful, I think. And if you're afraid of needles, it's really not, it's not what you think it's going to be. So I highly recommend acupuncture and cupping. That's just, it's what's bringing me joy. And I'm already looking forward to my next treatment in a couple of weeks um, when I come back from being in Bristol, which I am headed off just like in a few hours. So if I'm going to be seeing you in Bristol, I can't wait to see you. And yeah. I hope you're having a wonderful week and wherever you are, I hope that you are finding little moments of joy and I am so grateful that you're here. If you listened all the way to the end, thank you for being here and thank you for being just a part of this beautiful community and I hope you're doing amazing.